Hello, and welcome to Half Blind Hecklers, episode 48. Today we have a show. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not more excited. It's just that the last point of discussion of today is going to suck. And I'll go into that in a second. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is that there is a Holocaust museum in Florida that has opened an exhibit on George Floyd's death. Um, then we'll briefly discuss about Andrew Cuomo uh, calling a sheriff who won't enforce his mask mandate a dictator. Then we'll go over some election news. And then we will cover the province of Alberta strong restrictions to slow the spread of COVID-19. We're going to go over what that was, when that was announced, and what it means going forward, and how the half-blind hecklers are going to resist it. So, without further ado, we'll jump right in. So, Holocaust Museum opens exhibit on George Floyd's death. Holocaust Museum in Florida opened an exhibit concerning the death of George Floyd. We have produced this so that people can come and look at these individuals in the eye. So you come face to face with people so you can really experience the feelings they were feeling, said the assistant director of the Holocaust Center, which educates the public on the atrocities inflicted on the Jews during the Holocaust, according to Jewish News. The exhibit at the Holocaust Memorial Resource and Education Center in Maitland features 45 photographs of people reacting to the news of Floyd's death, which were taken by photographer John Noltner. <clears throat> so, of course, as you know, Floyd died on Memorial Day after police officer Derek Chauvin knelt on his neck, and his death sparked natural outrage and protests and riots in most cities. According to the <clears throat> uh, museum... Curator? Assistant Director. According to the Assistant Director, it's not just an exhibit you see, you feel it. The expressions and thoughts of each person photograph tells a story that has a very universal message. It is one that can heal and bring us together. It shows us that we are not alone in our thinking. You should be. You should be alone in comparing the death of George Floyd to the deaths of the Jews in the Holocaust. As Donald Trump says, you should be condemned totally for doing such inane political malfeasance and ethical malpractice, because this is garbage. You are directly comparing the deaths of 6 million Jews who were killed because they were Jews to the deaths of one black man who, yes, he was likely mistreated by Derek Chauvin, but George Floyd was not an innocent man. He was a criminal, and he died because he took and ingested a dose of fentanyl that would kill a horse. And all this is doing is just saying that blacks in current America are suffering akin to the way that the Jews suffered. <laughs> during the Holocaust. 
That is disgusting. It is, it boggles the mind how awful and atrocious this is. American police officers are not akin to Nazis. Blacks are not murdered just for the sake that they're black. If you look at all of these incidents that happened in the past year, all of these ones that caught BLM and Antifa riots and protests, almost every single one was the individual was putting the cop's life at risk. And they acted in self-defense and in defense of themselves and their fellow officers. You don't charge running at someone holding a knife and say, oh, he was the innocent party. No. What happened to George Floyd was very unfortunate. Derek Chauvin should not have spent seven minutes with his knee on his neck. But to say that George Floyd's death amounts to racism is dishonest. And it shames. And anybody promoting this should be ashamed for trying to compare the treatment of Jews in the Holocaust to blacks today. Because if you try and compare the two, to be completely honest, the Jews were innocent. Unfortunately, these other people that, that died from the police this year, they weren't. They were not innocent. They were criminals, thugs, and animals. Every life is it's sad when anybody dies but to compare the deaths of the innocent to the deaths of the guilty is false and everybody should be saying destroy that exhibit not through force of course don't firebomb it but protest outside that holocaust center Say, you disgrace every single person that died. You disgrace the rest of this memorial. And you should be condemned. Totally. Okay. Next story. <clears throat> Cuomo calls a sheriff who won't enforce mask mandate a dictator. So Governor Cuomo responded angrily Monday to sheriffs in the state who said that they would not be enforcing COVID-19 restrictions that limit indoor gatherings, including during the upcoming holidays. Sheriffs in four New York counties said last week on social media that they would not be enforcing the coronavirus rules, claiming their jurisdiction does not apply inside people's homes and that the orders were not constitutionally defensible. This is an emotional time, a political time. Everyone has their own strongly held opinion. Right. You have a strongly held opinion that says COVID is all overreaction. It's a hoax. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not following these rules. And you have sheriffs upstate who, can, who have said, I'm not going to enforce the law, COVID said during a press briefing. I believe that law enforcement officers violates his or her constitutional duty. I don't consider them a law enforcement officer because you don't have the right to pick laws that you think you will enforce. You don't enforce laws that you don't agree with. That's not a law enforcement officer. That's a dictator. 
And then apparently he added, God bless you, but don't ask me for help. Governor said, what happens in people's homes is absolutely the government's business. Laws apply in your home. Domestic violence applies in your home. Drug laws apply in your home. Yes, it does. So, and then, but, and I, I agree with some of what he's saying. Like, yes, law enforcement officers typically do not have the right to pick laws that they will enforce. They don't, you don't get to enforce laws. You don't, you don't choose to not enforce laws that you don't agree with. And generally that's true. However, it must also be said that these laws, mandatory mask mandates, lockdowns, social distancing, all of these things are unconstitutional. So while he's saying, yes, it is your constitutional duty to obey the law and to enforce the law, the laws as they currently stand are unconstitutional. And so there is no... There is no saying, okay, well, this law, even though it's unconstitutional, it would be wrong for me to choose not to. No. If the law is unconstitutional, then it is unconstitutional for you to enforce it. Cuomo just thinks that because he is the governor, that if he puts in place the laws, then they're ultimately constitutional when it is against the Constitution to put such laws in place that violate the Constitution. This also exists in Canada, but to a lesser degree, and we'll go into that later. But the law and the Constitution. The Constitution is written to protect people's rights, their liberties, their property, their lives, and these laws that Cuomo and governors and premiers up in Canada have all written for coronavirus, they are <clears throat> they are against the law. They are unconstitutional because they take away rights. That's their entire purpose, is to give take rights from the people and give them to the government. That's why they're unconstitutional. You cannot enforce and have it held up in, in court to say, okay, like, he wasn't wearing a mask. If it's in a private business and they ask you to leave, sure. But you cannot, as a government entity, force universal mask usage on a populace. That is unconstitutional, it is wrong, and it is a disgusting act. So no, Cuomo, these cops that are resisting you are not dictators. It is you who are the dictator. And as I've said previously, you should be in jail. For, of course, your terrible handling or mishandling of coronavirus and how you have sent many, many people to jail. Not to jail, to their deaths. Many of these deaths are in nursing homes in which you sent COVID-positive people into the nursing homes. That's actually deplorable. 
Your behavior has been deplorable. And of course, some people are considering giving you an Emmy for the way that you inform the populace during COVID. Yeah, really, your information to the populace was, these are the new measures that we're putting and forcing. You can't have, have a life or you can't have your business and your schools are going to shut down. But I'm not a dictator. I'm just doing it for public health. No, that's not an excuse anymore. We know what this virus has done. We know what it's likely will do. And it is in no way justification for these type of lockdowns. Any cop that enforces these rules should be fired. If not fired, then heavily reprimanded and put on administrative leave. Any cop that breaks the rules of the country to follow the rules of a tyrant does not deserve to serve the public. They do not deserve to be paid to serve in law enforcement. They deserve to be fired. Because they are not serving the public, they are serving a tyrant. They are becoming the secret police. They are becoming the thought police. And they are enforcing rules that are to the detriment of all. And I do not agree. I do not consent to such things. <clears throat> he says... You want to be able to act irresponsibly, but then endanger the ambulance driver and endanger the nurse and endanger the doctor because of your actions. It's not like your actions only affect you. Yeah, we know that they don't only affect me. And the cops that are refusing, they know that they don't only affect you. But the cops also know that it's also endangering people to lock them down. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has strongly urged people to limit their holiday plans to only those within their immediate household. Celebrations should be small or even virtual to avoid traveling. Cuomo said Monday on Twitter that his own daughter will not be joining him for the holidays due to the health risk. <clears throat> like, it's breaking up families. He only said on Monday that his own daughter will not be joining him because it was initially announced that his daughter would be joining him, and they're like, why are you allowing your daughter to join you when other people aren't allowed to have their family? So we actually had to, like, retract that. Because Cuomo, like so many others, are like, well, I can have, I can do whatever I want. But you can't. You have to follow my guidelines, my rules. Because I'm in charge. And what I say goes. And I say no. Anyways. A bit shorter stories because the last part is going to be fairly big because it's going to be a long rant. Or at least I think it's going to be a long rant in my head. So. Some election news. 
Michigan certifies Biden state victory despite Trump efforts to subvert election results. Subvert. You notice kind of how they write this in a way that's deliberately one-sided. This was, of course, yesterday afternoon, which was my birthday. So they certified Democrat Joe Biden's 154,000 vote victory, another setback for the president in his effort, not futile effort, to undermine the results of the November 3rd election. Through legal challenges, I, I like basically have to edit this as it goes, because not, they're not baseless. And claims of fraud, which some are supported, some are not. The Board of States canvassers, which has two Republicans and two Democrats, confirmed the results on a 3-0 vote with one abstention. Now, it's highly likely that the Republicans were, their families were kind of given the, you agree or we'll fight you. And unfortunately, many Republicans are cowards. They're unwilling to stand up for what is right instead of potentially facing the just or the quote-unquote justice of the mob. So, according to the Michigan law, he claims all 16 electoral votes and Biden officially won by 2.8%. <clears throat> and then, of course, Pennsylvania also certified their election results. So he's been certified as the winner of the presidential election, culminating three weeks of vote counting and a string of legal challenges. They only say they're failed because Democratic judges were violating the Constitution and violating the rights of voters of fair and equal treatment of ballots when certain ones came in. The Pennsylvania State Department certified the results of the November 3rd election in Pennsylvania for, Demo for President and Vice President of the United States. Uh, Governor Tom Wolf, a Democrat, tweeted, as required by federal law, signing the certificate of ascertainment for the state of electors for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, Wolf wrote. So, things as they stand, as it's written right now, do not look amazing for Trump. Like, <clears throat> as far as I can tell, the odds are going down because the legal challenges, the judges are either not seeing the reasoning or they're just throwing them out because they're partisans, which was clearly the case in Pennsylvania. I'm, I'm not sure entirely, but the fact that they threw out a lot of these cases without even seeing them is mostly ridiculous. And the fact that these two states, Pennsylvania and Michigan, which have the most issues in them, have both certified without any audits or any investigation, is questionable. And the fact that the Democrats have refused any form of audit or investigation is, quite frankly, unethical. Like, if I saw the results of Pennsylvania and I saw the results of Michigan, and I chose not to certify, and I chose to certify them, I would be acting in opposition to decency and morality. You don't say that, oh, like, there's some significant issues in Pennsylvania, and there's some significant legal challenges, and we broke the law, not allowing Republicans to see, and we kicked them out of the voting centers, 
and we're not going to explain why we did that. And, but we don't want an investigation, we just want to certify it. Anybody who's not asking for a certification with all these questions is morally questionable. There are some serious questions in Michigan. <clears throat> Michigan, there was one area that had 97% of that one area go to, go to jo Joseph Biden. 3% went to Trump. Do you realize the likelihood of that? I do. It's called impossible. It is a statistical impossibility. There's also other issues in the state of Michigan where they have about 170,000 ballots that do not have a registered voter attached to them. They just exist. And nobody knows where they came from. And the official, the county officials are like, well, we can't, we don't know. We don't have an explanation for it at this time. It's like, why don't you have an explanation for 170,000 ballots when Joe Biden apparently won the state by 154,000? 16,000 more than these unaccounted ballots. There are just so many questions moving forward. And if these challenges do not face audits, if they do not face investigation, then no Republican will say with certainty this election was won freely and fairly. That They will say for four years, this election was stolen by fraudulent activity. And there could be violence. If they don't allow investigations, if they don't allow audits, why wouldn't there be violence? If you feel like your vote does not matter and that they'll just invent more ballots and then they're not willing to investigate it to confirm to you and millions of other voters who voted the same way that you did that your vote mattered and that it wasn't just invented ballots to overcome the lead that Trump had, there could be an all-out civil war. Of course, I don't want there to be a civil war, but there could be. And that's the problem. Not only that, but then there's a couple extra issues. Just today, ballot count upload error in Arizona. Over 6,000 false Biden votes discovered. His lead in Arizona dropped from 10,000 votes to 4,000 after a machine error was found on Tuesday. The error was from a defective ad from Greenlee County, which confirmed 22,000 votes instead of the actual number, which was 3,723. An information analyst for ABC 15, Garrett Archer, tweeted in regards to the error earlier, then making an attempt to downplay it, saying errors occur on occasion. So, the error gave Biden extra votes that he's presently forward by. It appears all those errors find yourself working to the advantage of one aspect. And it's true. Every single one of these errors that they've discovered have all been in favor of Biden. How is that possible? How is it possible that every single error they find in Michigan, in Georgia, three times in Georgia, in Arizona, They've all been in favor of Biden. All these mysterious ballots showing up in favor of Biden. These jump, these vote jumps that happen in Michigan and Wisconsin and Georgia, all for about 130,000 ballots each, 
all for Biden. It's just one after the other, after the other, after the other. And the fact that the legal system in the United States is not even investigating this is... It's immoral. There's some serious questions. Now, of course, in Pennsylvania, a Republican group files a, a lawsuit to invalidate states' mail-in ballots. All of them. So the congressman, Mike Kelly, is leading a new lawsuit filed Saturday morning asking the state court to determine if the entire vote-by-mail system violates the state's constitution and claims that certifying the election results, which show that he won by more than 80,000 votes, should be prohibited. The lawsuit is a challenge to Act 77, which was signed by Governor Tom Wolf and passed through a GOP-controlled legislature, provided that Pennsylvania has the option to vote by mail up to 50 days before the election without providing an excuse, as was previously required for voters using absentee ballots. It also eliminated straight-party ticket voting and moved voter registration dates closer to Election Day. However, Kelly argued the universal mail-in ballots provision are unconstitutional and requested an injunction prohibiting the certification of the election results. It's the most expensive and fundamental change to the Pennsylvania Voting Code implemented illegally to date, as with prior historical attempts to illegally expand mail-in voting by statute, which have been struck down going as far back as the Military Absentee Ballot Act of 1839. Act 77 is another legal attempt to override the limitations on absentee ballot voting prescribed in the Pennsylvania Constitution without first allowing the necessary procedure to amend the Constitution to allow for the expansion. Like, I get it. Like, if it's unconstitutional, it's unconstitutional. From what I've read, mail-in ballots are actually... The only way that they could be allowed would be through an amendment to the Pennsylvania Constitution. Which, because it was not done, mail-in ballots are not legal votes. They're not legal ballots in the state of Pennsylvania. And if that is true, then, of course, Trump wins Pennsylvania. Clearly. There's so many issues and challenges with Pennsylvania. There's so many issues and challenges with Michigan. It is amazing that they even certified. And if I was an American, I'm like, I'm never trusting the election system again. They need a complete overhaul to their electoral system. The fact that it took them three weeks to make sure that all the votes were in and to determine who won, and that votes mysteriously showed up in the night several times, is exceptionally questionable, and it challenges voter and election integrity. And right now, the election has very, very little integrity. And if the Democrats actually cared about election integrity, instead of continuing what they want, was continuing to win at any cost, then you have to really question. If they actually cared about election integrity, then they would ask for the audits themselves to make sure. You're like, okay, we want to make sure that there's no questions with this election. The Republicans said, okay, we, like, we accept the, the Russiagate investigation. They knew that it was bunk, but they accepted it anyway because they wanted to confirm to the American people that this was a fair and free election. And the Democrats don't want that. They want to win at any cost. Next, Sidney Powell. So, Sidney Powell is not a part of Trump's legal team, says Rudy Giuliani. Powell is an attorney who made unsupported claims of voter fraud at press conference of the RNC headquarters. 
So the personal attorney said Sunday that Sidney Powell's an attorney who made unsupported claims of voter fraud. Isn't part of the president's legal team. He said in a statement that Ms. Powell is practicing law on her own. She's not a member of the Trump legal team. She's also not a lawyer for the president in his personal capacity. The statement did not offer further explanation, and the campaign didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. The apparent effort for the Trump legal team to distance themselves from Ms. Powell claims that she has been functioning as a member of the Trump's legal team, uh, even though not officially. So, when it comes to the claims by Sidney Powell, um, because there's been basically no evidence from Sidney Powell, and Sidney Powell's been kind of getting mad at anybody who has asked for evidence, or asked her to prove these claims, I'm becoming, and because of the grandiose nature of these claims, I'm kind of like 70-30 against these claims being true. Now, there are a lot of questions with Dominion, and the systems are easily rigged, but... I see that just as easily coming from an outside source instead of coming from Dominion. So, in my personal opinion, every single one of these states, from Pennsylvania, Georgia, even in North Carolina, just to assure things, to Michigan, Wisconsin, Nevada, and Arizona, all need to be in-person, guaranteeing voter ID, and counted by hand. That is the only way that, in my personal opinion, you can guarantee voter integrity and otherwise than that nobody's ever going to trust the system ever again all right so last story but the most impactful to myself and my family and the rest of the half-blind hecklers so today the alberta government restricted put new lockdown measures in place New restrictions and enforce, increased enforcement will reduce the spread of COVID-19 in communities, protect hospitals, keep schools and businesses open as much as possible, and better protect vulnerable Albertans. That is BS. There are 13,000 active cases of COVID-19 in the province, in a province of 14 million, with, oh no, 4 million, not 14 million, with rising hospitalizations and intensive care unit admissions. New restrictions are, quote-unquote, needed. We're taking strong, targeted, targeted new measures to protect both lives and livelihoods, to bend the COVID-19 curve back down, today we have declared a state of public health emergency, taking firm action to protect Alberta's health and our healthcare system. Without these measures, we will soon have to cancel thousands of surgeries and other health services. Albertans must act together to protect the vulnerable. Most Albertans have done their best to follow the targeted health measures introduced till 10 days ago. However, these efforts have not slowed the growth of COVID-19. So we can slow the virus, ensure our healthcare system has the capacity to respond and prevent the shattering of more businesses. Except the problem is that the healthcare system is not anywhere near capacity. And right now, this action will shutter more businesses. <clears throat> the growth of COVID-19 cases is alarming, even with the new measures because of the lag time between announcing an impact additional health system measures, such as counseling, urgent surgeries may be needed temporarily to ensure our hospitals can cope with COVID-related illness, all Albertans must take these additional measures very seriously. This virus is highly contagious. Only by working together can we protect each other, reduce the spread, and protect our healthcare system. Which is from Dina Henshaw, the Chief Medical Officer of Health. So, not following mandatory restrictions could result in fines of $1,000 per ticketed offense and up to $100,000 through the courts. So... Public and private gatherings. Effective immediately, mandatory restrictions on social gatherings are in effect province-wide. These measures will be in place until further notice and include no indoor social gatherings are permitted in any setting 
including workplaces. So that's going to shut down a ton of businesses. Outdoor social gatherings are limited to a maximum of 10 people. Funeral services and wedding ceremonies are must follow all public health guidance and are limited to a maximum of 10 in-person attendees. Uh, 7 to 12 will be moving to at-home learning on November 30th. Student early childhood services and K-6 to, K to six will remain in learning until December 18th. All students will return to at-home learning after the winter break and resume in-person learning on January 11th. These measures are mandatory. Diploma exams are optional for the rest of the school year. Students and families can choose whether to write the exam or receive an exemption for the January, April, June, or August 21, 2021 exam sessions. So places of worship. Places of worship are limited to a maximum of one-third normal attendance per service. Physical distancing between households and masking are required. Faith-based services are leaders are encouraged to move services online. In-person faith-based group meetings can continue, but must maintain physical distancing and fit public health measures must be followed. And then businesses and services have their own. So I was pissed when these lockdown restrictions came in place. As, as we know, as I've been going over this many, 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 many times, this virus is not that deadly. This virus has a fatality rate for those under 70 of 0.05%. And we can't get together. I cannot go to my mother's house for lunch on Sundays. That is now illegal. It's apparently legal if I go with her to Boston Pizza. But I can't go to my mother's house. Churches will basically be forced to do all services online. Nothing in person. And all of this for the quote-unquote greater good of slowing the curve of the virus. I've said hundreds of times that we have to protect the elderly. Hundreds of times. But everybody else should just say, yes, I'm going to get it. That's going to be okay. And the fact that so many people are like, no, 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 like we don't know the long-term stuff. We wouldn't be facing long-term stuff if we had used treatment instead of waiting for a vaccine like a bunch of ignorant morons. Hydroxychloroquine works. Ivermectin works. But all of you are such dingbats that you're just waiting for the vaccine. I said back in episode 22, I linked it on my Facebook, that if we do not resist against this lockdown, we are sinning. I say it again today. If you do not Resist this lockdown. If you do not publicly speak out against the lockdown, I rebuke you for your sin. Because you are not serving the Christian community. We are allowing thousands of people to die in spiritual ways. Because they have no access to the community and mental health needs that only the church and only the religious communities can provide. And the religious communities have just up until now said, no, we're not going to do anything. We're going to be a bunch of sackless cowards and I shame them all. Grow a pair. I'm done being silent. I'm done being like, okay, you can do your thing. You can do your thing. No, 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 no. 
That was fine up until 4.30 this afternoon. Past 4.30 this afternoon, we are entering into a state of tyranny. We're getting closer and closer to fascism. Because Jason Kenney and his public health experts are not conservatives. They're not. They're acting like public health dictators. These are our human rights granted to us by God. If you want to go back to episode 22 where I detail how all of that is biblical, then you should do it. I will link it in the description. But it is shameful how so many people do not have any common sense and are just like, oh, well, like it's okay that we lose tens of thousands of jobs every month. It's okay that we have more and more people entering homelessness, entering into mental health crises. We have people starving the, the world over as long as we can be safe. You selfish, egotistical brats. Start fighting back. I don't mean literal fighting. I don't mean taking the pitchforks to the government. I mean standing in solidarity and standing in protest against this tyranny. Last week, the one who can see and I went to the, end, the March for Freedom. There were 600 people there. If there's enough people, we'll go again. Because we have to. And say, yeah, charges be damned. Because we cannot be more afraid of fines given us to a, from a fascist dictator, dictatorial government than actually working for freedom. And I'm tired of just saying, okay, well, this is the way it is. Like, it's not that bad. Up until now, Alberta's been pretty decent. If Jason Kenney had not taken any actions, I would have applauded him publicly on this platform. But he didn't. He took the strictest measures yet. We've never seen lockdowns this severe. You can't gather at all. Like, how are people supposed to check on their friends who are considering suicide? More people have considered suicide this year than any other time in human history. And these people do not care. We care. Because we care more than just, oh, like, we'll fight this virus that has a 99.95% survival rate for those under 70. And yet, suicide rates are spiking. Overdose rates are spiking. Domestic abuse rates are spiking. Homicide rates are spiking. But it's all about COVID. COVID is not a hoax. COVID is real. But the simple fact is that COVID is not that deadly. And bowing to the knee of the government is wrong. It is despicable. And I will not abide. I will not continue with this nonsense. Sorry. Bye bye. Kind of disrupted my little rant there for a second. But yeah, like, no rational person should just be, okay, I guess this is the new way of life. No. Because that's the way they behaved 
in communist Russia. That's the way they behaved in Nazi Germany. That's the way they behaved in communist China. And guess what happened to them? They died by the millions. And I'm not going to let that happen. Fines be damned, let's go. We march, we stand, we shout for freedom. We shout for liberty, because it's liberty or death. You getting it now? I beg and I plead with you, please get it. Because there won't be any room for disagreement later. Because they'll be coming for everyone. They won't just be coming for me. They won't just be coming for those who are violating mask mandates. They'll be coming for everyone. A while ago, I, I went into the differences. I went into, first they came for the not, for this people who violated social distancing. Then they came for the anti-maskers. Then they came for the anti-vaxxers. Then they came for me, but there was no one left for me. Don't be in that group. Stand up as one. I, like, I've been to the protests. I don't agree with everything they say. Some of them are a little out there. But at least they're willing to take a stance. At least they have more balls than 95% of the population of Calgary. 95% of the population of Alberta. We have to say something. And doing it on Facebook is no longer good enough. It's no longer enough. Rise up as one movement, as one voice, and say no. <clears throat> All right. So, um, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you like what you see, give us a comment. Give us a subscribe on YouTube. We're also coming through Facebook. Uh, follow our channel. Follow our page. Give us a like. Uh, give us a review. Make sure that you like it. Give us five stars. Make sure that it's spread to others. Uh, if you're on Parlor, like, upvote, echo, and follow our content. We try and have more follower content every week. And, of course, if you're on a podcast platform, download our podcast and recommend it to others. We also have a donate page, which is through Go Get Funding. So if you want to support our work, support our message, make sure our equipment, our software, our setup is better then you can do that, and I'll give a link to in the description below as well. So, as always, thank you for watching, and here are the half-blind hecklers. We may be blind, but we can still see the truth, even when so many can't. Sorry, this was a bit of a downer episode, but needed to be said. So, have a great night, and God bless.